Hello and welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. This week, I'll be talking with my colleague Maggie Dresser about the housing market in the Flathead Valley and the surprising, or perhaps not terribly surprising, boom it's been experiencing in the last couple of months. Our conversation's an extension of this week's cover story called Seeking a Safe Haven that you can read now on our website at flatheadbeacon.com or in the Beacon, which you can pick up on newsstands throughout Northwest Montana. And you can get up to date on all the news and read our award-winning in-depth coverage of the Flathead Valley at flatheadbeacon.com. You can access all of our stories, more than 12 years worth, free of charge, with no subscription required and no paywall to get through. We're proud to be able to bring the news to Northwest Montana, and if you appreciate our coverage and can spare a few dollars, perhaps consider joining the Beacon Editors Club. It costs as little as five bucks a month and comes with some great perks. You can find out more or join today at beaconeditorsclub.com. Now here's my conversation with Flathead Beacon staff writer Maggie Dresser. So... This story as a as a homeowner here in the Flathead Valley was pretty fascinating to me. You went into it um and I guess just sort of investigating what the home market was was looking like in the midst of of this pandemic that uh, seems to have upended a whole lot of stuff going on in the country. What did you end up finding out about uh, the home market in the Flathead Valley? Um it is booming. Um I had talked to some realtors in April like right when pandemic was really getting crazy um and things were even starting to go up then and all the real all the realtors were like you got to talk to me in a month so we can see like what's really shaping up um and it's just like it seems like it's exponentially getting worse or better whatever way you want to look at it (laughs) did when you talked to them back in april was did you get the sense that their expectation was in a month it's gonna be you know, there's going to be more interest or or less interest. I guess are they surprised by where it is now? I think they are. Like they really didn't know. The Flathead and Montana in general is always kind of behind the rest of the country from what they said. Um, so they really didn't know. I think by the way things were trending, it looked that way. But they were like, "You're going to have to come back in a month and see what's really going on." Why? This is a hard question, I'm sure, to answer, but why is it that way? Because it in some ways feels counterintuitive because the we hear about how bad a shape the economy is in, and it, and it is, and, and unemployment is, is extremely high, yet there are still people paying top dollar to, to come live in the Flathead Valley. Why, why is this happening? Um, well, interest rates are at all time low, so that's a lot of it. But the number one thing all the realtors I talked to said was people are working remote now and a lot of companies are switching over to that permanently. So they're all these buyers are saying, why am I living in this city that I don't want to be in anyway if I can work remote? And and that I'm sure some of that comes from the coronavirus. And and I know you wrote in your story as well that uh, perhaps the low number of cases relative to the rest of the country that have been reported here in Montana and specifically in the Flathead Valley could have something to do with that interest in, in moving here as well, right? Yeah. I mean, you just look at a map of all the cases and we're the lowest cases and we 
just have the most space here, or not the most, but comparatively to the rest of the country. We're just not a very densely populated place, and so we're not as impacted by the coronavirus, and everyone in big cities are freaking out, and we're just not as impacted here. Not to say that we won't be, but... Let's talk about some of the the challenges that that are presented right now. I know while everything's not perfect on on the housing front, and one of the things that that you wrote about was doing something as simple as coming and and visiting a house and and walking through is difficult. So what are buyers doing? I guess both to get on top of a really competitive market and because of the challenges that that you know not being advised to to go out and into a stranger's house are, are making that part more difficult. <laughs> yeah. So people are doing video tours with their realtors. Um, they're just talking on FaceTime, the realtors showing them the house, looking at drone footage, all that kind of stuff. And people aren't even coming into the state to look at houses and they're just buying them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, a, a crazy idea, but I, I guess speaks to <laughs> just how competitive it is, right? That if you don't get an offer on a house right away, there's a there's a good chance it's not going to be there. Yeah, um, and that's what's happening. Some people are waiting too long and they're missing out and homes are going for higher than asking price anyway. So people are just not even traveling here and buying houses. Is there an expectation for how long this might continue? No, I don't think anyone really knows. <laughs> yeah. Not from I, what I gathered anyway. And I, it, it just, I wonder if there's a fear among realtors or, or potential sellers of the bottom falling out. I mean, is that something that, that anyone discussed or, or was worried about? Or are they just riding this, this wave of, of good fortune as long as they can? Yeah, no one really talked about that. I think everyone is just in the present right now, as far as everything goes. Um, so they're just seeing how it goes. Are they seeing an increase in available inventory? Are, are... No. Um, so there are, there is a lot of building in the process, which have been in the works, you know, pre coronavirus, but the way people are snatching up houses, like the inventory is not keeping up. And that's not to say it won't eventually, but right now they're just running out of inventory. So a good time to put your house on the market if you're uh, yes. if you're trying to sell <laughs> at least right now. There's always been a lot of talk in the uh, in the valley about the the rental market and affordable housing. I imagine that this trend doesn't do anything to help uh, rental prices come down or or make housing more affordable here. It doesn't sound like it. There are a lot of multifamily apartments in the works, so that will help a little, I guess. I'm not sure how affordable they actually will be um but it's mostly people moving here right now that want space like they don't want those apartments anyway wendy brown she's a realtor um for chuck olson she said that people want three bedroom houses two baths and one and a half acres like that's the most common thing people want and like in the three hundred thousand dollar range which I don't know how realistic that really is, but yeah, it is a, uh, it's a fascinating trend and, and something I'm sure you'll be keeping an eye on and, uh, and I'll be keeping an eye on and, uh, yeah, yeah. appreciate the, the story and, uh, and enjoyed reading it. Thank you. 
All right, again, check out Maggie Dresser's cover story in this week's Flathead Beacon. It is called Seeking a Safe Haven. Maggie, thank you once again for the time. Thanks, Andy. Now here are the biggest stories from the past seven days in the Flathead Valley as of 10 p.m. on Tuesday, June 23rd. Montana is in the midst of a major surge in the number of confirmed cases of COVID-19, and the Flathead Valley is not immune to that trend. There are now seven active cases of the coronavirus in Flathead County, all of which have been reported in the last 10 days. The Flathead City-County Health Department announced earlier this week that five recent cases cannot be connected to either out-of-state travel or another known positive, and are therefore evidence of community spread within the county. Statewide, Montana has added 131 new cases in the last seven days, the most in a week-long stretch since early April. There are currently 156 active cases in Montana, and 15 people are currently hospitalized. The state has processed more than 73,000 tests for COVID-19 since testing began here in mid-March, and that number is likely to jump in the coming days and weeks as large snapshot testing events are underway, including one last week on the Flathead Indian Reservation. More than 2,500 people were tested over four days, according to Confederated Salish and Kootenai Tribe spokesperson Rob McDonald, a total that included residents and non-residents of all ages. The push is part of an initiative by Governor Steve Bullock to conduct 60,000 tests in Montana every month and to work specifically with tribal communities. There are currently three active cases of coronavirus in Lake County, where the Flathead Indian Reservation is located. In other news, Amtrak announced it is limiting service on its Empire Builder line beginning in October, squeezing a popular route for travelers to northwest Montana. Service on the Empire Builder, which runs from Chicago to Seattle and includes stops in Whitefish, Libby, West Glacier, and Essex, will be reduced to three times per week. Whitefish is among the most popular stops on the historic route that currently runs daily. An Amtrak official said the cuts will remain in effect from October through at least the summer of 2021, with a return to everyday service pending demand. Also, the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services is proposing a ban on the sale of flavored tobacco-based e-cigarette or vaping products beginning as early as this August. A public comment period will remain open through July 24th, and DPHHS will hold a virtual public meeting via Zoom on July 16th. The proposal is aimed at curbing the use of vaping products among teenagers, and proponents praise the practice as a smoking cessation tool and say the flavors are a key piece of that, helping longtime smokers disassociate from the taste of traditional cigarettes while gradually kicking their nicotine habit. Elsewhere, the United States Senate approved the Great American Outdoors Act by a bipartisan 73-25 to 25 margin on June 17th, sending the bill to the U.S. House where it is awaiting a vote. The bill, which was championed by both of Montana's senators, Republican Steve Daines and Democrat John Tester, authorizes around $2.8 billion of annual spending on conservation, outdoor recreation, and national park maintenance. Importantly, it also includes full and permanent funding of the Land and Water Conservation Fund, 
which provides hundreds of millions of dollars to protect public lands and maintains an estimated 71,000 Montana jobs. And finally, a 20-year-old Tucson, Arizona man is in custody, charged with felony vehicular homicide while under the influence after he crashed his pickup into a home south of Kalispell, killing a man who was sleeping inside. Thomas Owen Lefevre allegedly plowed into the home off Rocky Cliff Drive late on Saturday, June 20th. 59-year-old Robert Dale Meyer, a resident of the home, died in the accident. Lefevre faces up to 30 years in prison if convicted. That's all for today, but one final reminder that to get caught up on the latest breaking news, to read all of our in-depth stories, and to listen to all of the Beacon's fine podcasts, visit flatheadbeacon.com. Until next week, thanks for listening.